Hello, and welcome to Music Industry 360 podcast, brought to you by Symphonic. I'm Randall Foster, and Chief Creative Officer at Symphonic, and it is my absolute pleasure to introduce you all to Hillary Gleason. Hillary is the Executive Director of Backline. Backline is a nonprofit that provides free mental health and wellness resources to music industry professionals and their families. And she co-founded Backline back in October of 2019, which of course was right before the pandemic. What incredible timing, Hillary, for a needed resource. Tell us about um, what was going on when you when you founded Backline and, and the, the needs you saw in the industry and how that expanded across those awful, awful years of pandemic. Yeah, um, we launched in October of 2019. Myself and eight other people came together as co-founders of the organization. You know, it back then the music industry was already in crisis. We were losing people to depression, um, to substance abuse, really seeing people spin out um, in this lifestyle and this this industry and. Certainly the timing was pretty amazing when in March of 2020, the lockdown started and had a life altering effect on the music industry. We feel very grateful to have already had the infrastructure in place to meet the need. Um, and that March we did see uh, the number of people reaching out for our resources quadruple. Um, everyone was stuck at home, not sure what the future held and really needed a place to come and process that. Uh, um, it also gave folks the opportunity to, for the first time in many years, uh, have some time off the road. And using that time to uh, inventory themselves, their family units, you know, how they were living their lives. And so we saw a much greater adoption of our resources once the pandemic started and actually were able to witness some of the positive shifts that, that were happening um, and people really starting to take a more active approach in how they were living their day to day. So it, is it safe to say that Backline has been evolving over time here with the, with the music industry driving these initiatives? You've certainly gained a lot of attention in, in the recent years. What specific roles does the organization play for those that are struggling? I think the most important role that I've noticed is we're giving people in the industry a safe escalation point. Um, so we built Backline as sort of the first stop that folks can go to to navigate the mental health care space. Um, and that includes just being somewhere that people can come and ask questions. So, you know, we're struggling with um, substance abuse or someone in the band is is struggling to communicate with their loved one at home. Do you have resources for couples counseling, for band mediation, you know, these different sort of things that beforehand you may have just known someone who had used a similar resource and sort of gotten a phone number from them. But what we've realized and and the core of our work is that there is no one size fits all. Um, solution to these problems. They're all so individual to the situation. And so what we have is a huge network of resources that we're able to point people to. And we have a clinical team that both understands the music industry and the mental health care space. So we can effectively refer people out to other resources or point people in the direction of something that is 
really going to work for their unique situation. Um, so our core programs include a case management program, which offers one-on-one support in navigating the mental health care space. So anyone in the music industry or their family members can fill out a quick form on our website. Um, then they automatically get a link to schedule time with one of our case managers. And on that phone call that takes about 20 to 30 minutes, the case managers are going to ask them about their insurance status, what they're struggling with, maybe what modalities of mental health care they've tried before. Um, and then we're going to our databases to look at if someone is looking for a therapy referral. Okay, we have more than 500 clinicians around the country, many of whom have experience working with people in the music industry, many of whom offer sliding scale or pro bono rates to backline clients. And so we're going to go through that database to basically find some some matches. Um, so that would be people who uh, are licensed in the state in which you live, but also have the specialties that you're looking for and at a rate that you can afford. So it's really a custom referral plan. Um, at, within 48 hours of that phone call, uh, the individual gets a customized care plan. So here are three or four therapists that match what you're looking for and their information and how to get in touch with them. Um, for folks that need financial assistance to pay for care, we know what grants they're eligible for, what other organizations might have uh, supportive resources for them. Um, and then we also include information on some of our other programs that we run through Backline, including our support groups, uh, which are free and meet on Zoom, and uh, suite of wellness programming. So we have free access to app-based platforms for yoga, breathwork, meditation, you know, all of these different modalities, and that can support someone on their mental health and wellness journey as well. Um, so we're really taking the guesswork out of taking that first step to, you know, improve your life. Um, and I think when we launched in 2019, it was really out of a series of conversations with folks from all corners of the music industry. And we were asking questions like, when someone's struggling, where do you go for help? Um, and hearing that folks were running a Google search in the middle of the night and coming across something that wasn't in their state or they weren't eligible for, you know, having to navigate that when you are, um, you know, really feeling the need for help, it is really difficult. And so we want everyone to kind of use Backline as the first stop in that journey so that the guesswork is taken out of it and you can feel confident in uh, in your path and, and your referrals. That's awesome. What, a, what an incredible service you're providing it sounds like you you know in addition to playing matchmaker you're also a bit of a sounding board and a care advocate along the way um you mentioned Definitely. Some, some of the other organizations do you guys work hand in hand with organizations like um music cares and music health alliance and on-site or i i assume that everybody that, that everybody dovetails nicely into each other's strong suits there Definitely. Um, and many of those organizations have been around long before Backline. And so when we initially launched, we were calling ourselves a resource hub. So just understanding what specifically each organization can do, where they're based, 
um, you know, eligibility requirements for each so that we can effectively refer people out to the organizations that serve different pieces of the pie. Um, and so we're kind of building that complementary referral resource um, around the existing work of great organizations like Music Cares, Sweet Relief, um, and many, many others. It really feels like um, we've had a coming of age almost on on the subject of mental health, at least in our industry. Um, I, I was privileged to to hear a presentation from a few a few of the aforementioned um, partners, and uh, and there were a few major label artists that were openly there discussing their struggles. Um, there's certainly kind of a bit of a long-standing stigma for those seeking help for 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 their own mental wellness. We all work out and worry about our fitness, but um, it feels like our mental health is is the last thing that we address. Um, how does your organization work to minimize the stigmas there and to into into prop up a a, a positive environment of of acceptance. We say that we're building a safer and more supported music industry. And the intention behind Backline, actually, we never said destigmatize. You know, all we wanted was to build a safe, confidential place for people to go, recognizing that these stigmas are are very ingrained um, you know, in in our society, but also individually. And so uh we built this organization coming out of the loss of, of two dear musician and friends of ours. And um, we found ourselves asking the question, like, you know, they were in the bus with everyone for weeks before we lost them and no one in their management knew or their families um, that, that we should have been concerned. And so what we realized is that, you know, as much as we had watched the industry already start to destigmatize mental health. There still are reasons that people might not tell one another where they are. Um, and so backline was meant to be this. You don't have to tell your bandmate. You don't, you know, have to tell your manager or your agent. You can come and find these resources and do this work without having to, you know, do that in your inner circle, which can be a really hard place to start, you know, to be so vulnerable in front of your direct community. Um, obviously, as we've been doing this work, we have been a part of destigmatizing mental health in the industry. And we're we're very proud to to be able to say that. Um, but I think what has been most important to us is that we're destigmatizing and providing resources. Um, and so I think the two have to go hand in hand because you can destigmatize it and allow people to, you know, recognize that they might need more help, but they need to have a safe place to go. And so we've done that hand in hand, and it's really a complementary process in a lot of ways. Um, the one thing that I've seen that has really um, walked a mile in terms of destigmatizing this has been our venue signage program. So we have currently about 275 venues around the country that have signage up in their green rooms and staff spaces with information on backline. It has a QR code. It tells you a little bit about what we do. And we know that people are probably not using that 
day of show, right when they see the sign. Um, but we hope that we're building brand recognition so that if and when they need the resource, they know where to go. Um, and lastly, I think it has allowed uh, management, agents, support staff to have some of these harder conversations without having to, you know, write out a script or do a ton of research around how to get somebody to the right resources. Um, the sort of safe escalation point, a lot of that has been in those folks being able to say, hey, have you checked out Backline? Here are some resources. Rather than having to, you know, approach the conversation around that individual's mental health, which many of us are not trained to do, you know, and so there had always been a hesitation around how you could get somebody help because there was going to have to be this big conversation. But now with Backline, it's easier to point somebody to this and say, hey, I checked out this resource. There's a ton of really good stuff. You know, you might want to check it out as well. Um, and so it takes a bit of the pressure off of those conversations and situations. Well, I imagine potential conflict amongst bandmates between management, band, artists, et cetera, um, that good points you bring up all the way across there. Looking forward, um, I mean, the organization now is is maturing. Um, you've you've been highly utilized over the last several years. What? Uh, where do you see Backline in the future? What are some of the goals and initiatives that are driving your development long term? Our overarching goal is that we become a resource that is both accessible um, and available to everyone in the music industry. And so we have intentionally grown somewhat slowly, um, word of mouth, organic marketing, you know, um, venue programs rather than any sort of paid advertising um, with the goal of making sure that each piece of backline works. You know, clinically we're building a whole new landscape for um, how people are getting help. That includes confidential databases, you know, all of these different pieces. So we wanted to make sure that all of those worked. And now we are so confident that they do. We've put um, these resources in the hands of over 18,000 people in three and a half years. Um, and so now part of our work is to make sure that we are getting these resources into every corner of the music industry so that studio musicians know about us um you know musicians and crew people from every genre we serve um venue security and tour bus drivers and folks who aren't part of a band or a management company you know so some of the ways that we have been doing outreach thus far just aren't making it to the farthest corners of the industry so that's really the goal is to make sure that everyone knows about it and can utilize it if and when they need to um, and we are trying to always reinvent ourselves, you know, to improve upon the existing programs and build new ones that are going to meet the need. Um, so for example, March 15th of 2020, we launched our first support group. Um, we had no plans to launch a new pillar of programming, but recognized the need in real time for a safe processing space for folks who, you know, just had the rug pulled out from under them with the COVID lockdown and cancellations. We now have three or four, four support groups a week 
Um, and it's become a core pillar of our programming based on, you know, what we saw as a real time need for these spaces. Um, and so we will continue to grow in that way. We always say built by the music industry for the music industry. And we maintain an internal task force of music industry professionals, where if we're thinking about launching a new program, it's either because of feedback for, from them, or we're building a concept and we're pointing it out to people that we trust in the industry to say, poke holes in this. Is this something that you would use? You know, how do we get this out to folks? All of those different things so that we're really never launching a program that's just built by backline. Um, and so a lot of what we're working on now um, is based on what we are seeing is the real-time trends coming out of the pandemic. We are back to live music nearly every night. Um, and that, Look yeah, it's done. <laughs> yes. For my own mental health, that has been a very good thing. Um, but one of the things that we are really interested in working towards right now is a warm line where we're going to launch a phone number that people can text and call um, on weekends, nights and weekends when we know our industry is up. Um, and also, we all know the feeling of getting back to the hotel room after a show, and that can sometimes be your lowest low. And so we want to have a resource that um, can connect with folks in real time should they need it. Obviously, to build something like that and to launch a number, we have to know that that's going to be available for the next five years, right? There's no taking that back. Yeah. Um, so we're building towards that quite thoughtfully right now um, and want to make sure that that is something that is going to exist and be a key resource for people in the long term. Um, but that's something that I know will be used. Um, in fact, myself and my friends and family would have used it had it already existed, right? And so um, I think a lot of what we're doing and where we're heading is based on these real-time experiences that we have um, and trying to problem solve around things that myself and my co-founders, board of directors, you know, all of whom have some role in the industry are seeing in real time. Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting. And it, when we all think about the mental health struggles of the music industry, Everybody's very quick to talk about the artists, but I love that you all are focusing on the support staff and on the kind of secondary and tertiary roles in the industry, you know, the riggers who are out on the road, and, you know, frankly, frankly doing the work to put the concerts on and that, that this becomes a resource for one and all. That's that's really incredible. Yeah, and we're actually the first organization I'm aware of that has recognized the role that partners play in the industry. Um, and so including our, you know, families in these resources and, and in our eligibility has been so powerful. Um, we also now have the first support group for partners of people in the music industry. They meet once a week on Thursday mornings, and it is a safe space to, you know, talk about how difficult it is to raise a family with someone who's on the road. Um, and even for folks who are in the music industry that aren't touring, they're still, you know, gone a lot. Even sometimes when they're with you, they're on their phone the whole time, you know, so there are, there are challenges there and partners and families play such an important role in our community and in our ecosystem to keep the music, you know, going and keep people out there. And so, 
um, it's been really powerful to acknowledge the importance of that role um, and to build a space to ask questions and learn from other folks who've been in that that same boat. I love that. And speaking of partners and family, um, do you have any tips that you would recommend for friends or family or colleagues that see someone struggling in the industry and want to want to do something to support them? I know you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the backstage shines and the just just the ability to say, hey, you know, you might want to check out Backline. But are, is there a more formal approach that you that you recommend? Um. I think it really is situation based, so it's hard to give general advice there. Um, but I think it is just, you know, walking in step with someone and and recognizing that just being a friend or being a support to them is the beginning of their journey. Um, and I think often we can get uh, get into conflict when we see someone struggling because we want them to get the help that we want for them. Right. And I think, you know, to it's hard work to try and take a compassionate and understanding approach. And really, um, you, you can bring a horse to water, right. But, but you can't make them drink. And so recognizing that that is very true as it comes to mental health care space. So you can talk to them about resources that are out there. You can talk to them about your own, you know, modalities that you're utilizing right now, but it does come down to the individual and their readiness to get support. Um, so it, it's a game in some ways of, uh, of patience, of compassion, um, understanding, and, you know, rather than letting that frustration build up um, to the point of either conflict or um, like having to walk away from a relationship, just recognizing that staying um, in support of them can make all the difference. Awesome. So we've talked a lot about the organization, what you are doing, everything you guys are up to. Um, how can we get involved? How how can John Q. Public that's listening to this get involved? What, what are some things they can do um, that will support your mission? Um, signing up for our newsletter, following us on social media, sharing information about us is certainly really helpful um, as we're always trying to grow awareness of, of the organization. Um, for anyone who is a mental health clinician or knows a mental health clinician, we are always adding to our referral network. Um, so that can be done online. We're looking for mental health providers in all 50 states um, so that we can, you know, have trusted resources to send folks out to. Um, all of our providers do go through a vetting process. So we are getting a lot of information on them. We're getting on phone call with them, you know, making sure that these are providers that we would refer our own friends and family to is really kind of the line for us. Um, so helping us to, you know, build inroads in mental health communities is huge. Um, we also have a network of wellness providers that we're always building upon. Same thing. Uh, you can just fill out the form on our website. We would love to hear from you. Um, and I think just, you know, we're open. We have so many amazing supporters that are either in the industry or outside of it, but love the industry and want to support. And it can be as simple as, 
emailing us and saying, here's what I do. Here's where I live. You know, here's an idea I have on how I can support. Um, As a nonprofit organization, we're always fundraising. That's a great way for people to support us either to donate or to, you know, find ways to bring their community in on sort of crowdfunding what I see as a community care organization. Um, And as a music fan, first and foremost, you know, I see Backline as a way that we're helping our favorite bands stay together or helping new songs get written, you know? And so for people who are music fans, um, there's certainly a compelling case to be a part of this positive shift in creating that more supported industry for music to thrive. Well, with it being the end of tax season here this week, this would have been a great organization to get those <laughs> Um, so last and certainly not least, how does someone seeking help make contact? You just go to our website, www.backline.care and click get help. Um, it's that simple. There are a couple different avenues for that. You know, one is case management where you would fill out the form on our website and get walked through the steps there to connect one-on-one with someone. Um, many people start their journey with us by joining a support group. Free to join on Zoom. You can keep your camera on or off. You know, there's very low pressure to go in and join those conversations. And I think often just being in spaces where people are sharing their journeys, you know, um, can help normalize, okay, I am ready for more. You know, I, I am ready to move in this and be a part of this community. Um, so our website is kind of central hub. Um, we're also on Instagram, uh, and Facebook and Twitter at backline.care. So we're pretty easy to find. Um, and if you have any questions, you can of course email us hello at backline.care. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything you do, Hillary. And thank you for being here with us today and sharing the story of backline and, and helping educate us a little bit on on what we can do to get involved. Um, Everyone, this is Hillary Gleason, Executive Director of Backline. Uh, I am Randall Foster, Chief Creative Officer of Symphonic, and this has been the Music Industry 360 Podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and stay tuned for future episodes.